அண்ட் அழகிய சுடல ஆர் அழகிய சுடல மேபி அலெக்சாண்டர் ஆஃப் எபிரஸ் ஆர் அலெக்சாண்டர் ஆஃப் கோரின் கோரின் ஸோ தே விச் அசூம் தீஸ் ஃபைவ் யோனா கிங்ஸ் மென்சன் as the five greek kings of syria egypt greek and libya so that is the thing they concluded conjecture you can refer this uh, volume 2 and also in corpus inscriptionum indicarum volume 1 at this page it is mentioned whether it is correct or not that also we have to analyze these kingdoms were conquered morally and repeatedly by ashoka but what we read in history after the sudden demise of alexander all these five and six greek kingdom they are at constant internal power conflict some kings were murdered by poison some kings were killed treacherously some were defeated in the war there is continuous war between these five and six kingdoms of post alexander period greek kingdoms there is no even assurance for a life of a king and what about we can say animals and other common people then how can he say that king ashoka conquered the morally and maintained peace my heartfelt thanks to management and faculties and staffs of sangam talks and also i wholeheartedly express my heartful thanks to the eminent professors scholars students and many experts who joined this lecture uh, once again i say my vanakkam and namaskar to one and all uh, i have been introduced i after completing my mbbs and post graduation in ophthalmology i completed archaeology and epigraphy and post graduation in history uh, these are all my contact numbers my mail id and my website in this lecture i am going to narrate about the ashoka's edict that is the inscriptions that were inscribed by ashoka during the period of ashoka by ashoka himself under the order of ashoka of maurya kingdom that is the grandson of chandragupta maurya and how it the westerners calculated the date of buddha based on that and another most important thing is whether the yavana king ashoka said it mentioned them as yona in pali language whether the yavana kings of ashoka edict are really greek how much truth is in it that also we have to analyze before come to a conclusion yes this i have discussed uh, in the previous two sessions in our sangam talks where i have clearly exposed that no indian texts inscriptions archaeological excavations on numismatic studies gave not even a single evidence for alexander's arrival at our bharat western border William Jones and Francis Wilford mentioned the following texts as proof for Chandragupta Maurya's contemporary to Alexander of Macedonia based on their wrong and baseless conjecture that Sandrocotus mentioned in Macestine's Indica is nothing but the person Chandragupta Maurya Purana based on that wrong conjecture they arrived that chandragupta maurya was contemporary to alexander of macedonia for that they showed these texts indian texts as evidence that is somadeva's poem the coronation of chandragupta maurya and somabatta's brihatkara and mudra rakshasa but if you analyze these texts there is not even a single place where alexander's name or any other greek name is mentioned so it is a baseless thing there is no evidence prove that chandragupta maurya was contemporary to alexander so without if we won't study these texts we may believe the european ways but if we go through thoroughly our indian texts we can definitely found that there is no name of alexander or any other so it is a baseless evidence and we cannot take it as evidence completely and it is null and void
and what about the greek classical literature they also showed that evidence as greek classical literature especially their writings on india that to megasthenes indica i have explained in the last uh, lecture in sangam talks how we cannot believe megasthenes indica as an evidence even strabo and pliny mentioned these megasthenes indica is incredible sent conflicting and it is worthless we should not take it as a history text that is the opinion of strabo and pliny the greek and roman writers who lived at least 2000 years before present so that is the opinion of greek and the greek persons writings but we have taken as a history we accepted that that is our fault so there is no evidence there is no base so every scholar across the globe they asked these persons you saw at least one evidence they are under severe pressure and uncontrollable pressure with most and worst embarrassment so they tried to show at least one evidence what is that evidence they show that we have to do james princep his period is this he came to india as a person who is working in the fine mint but in the young if you go through the history of james prince his life history in the young yeah yeah days itself he lost his eyesight i say declined due to some infection and so he gave up the architecture profession and he came as a servant in the mint fine mint in kolkata and also varanasi he served there as a servant only in the coin mint and in the 1938 he left britain due to bad health and in 1832 he was uh, made as an a secretary of asiatic society of bengal so he already worked in mint coin mint so he has the chance of reading the largest collection of indian coins so he tried to understand what is that and further he tried to decipher the inscriptions that were found on rock in the forest in various parts of northern bharat and he found one name that is devanam priya priyadasi so there was a king in sri lanka with the same name so he immediately thought james prince of thought that this devanam priyadasi mentioned in this rock edict of northern india should be devanam priyadesi of sri lanka but he couldn't explain how a sri lankan king ruling a part down south of bharat inscribed many rocks on the northern india that he has not explained and another person most important person we should know is george turnover the same exactly same period only 3 years he lived more he worked as a british officer in sri lanka as a ceylon civil service and then uh, there is a buddhist chronicle three buddhist chronicle mahavamsa deepamamsa and cholavamsa of which mahavamsa is the largest and he translated this mahavamsa which detail about the sri lankan history into english and this james princep and this george turnover along with captain edwards smith began to decipher the inscriptions uh, that were discovered on the rock in the northern india where the king name was sorry spelling mistake king's name was devanam priyadas so turnover because he translated and studied a little bit of mahavamsa and deepavamsa he know that there is a person king by name devanam priyadasi who ruled sri lanka and he was contemporary to asoka who was mentioned in deepavamsa as devanam priya priyadasi itself so both were contemporary and both their name were devanam priya priyadasi both asoka and also this sri lankan so now it is clear that all these rock edicts found in north bar northern bharat were of asoka whose title is devanam priya priyadasi and he was contemporary to sri lankan king 
whose name also Devanampuriya Priyadasi. I have verified Mahavamsa and Deepavamsa, it is correct. So based on these findings, James Princip and George Turnover concluded that the rock credits with the name of Devanampuriya Desi found in Northern Bharat and adjacent area is issued by King Asoka of Maurya dynasty of Magadha Kingdom. What are all the inscriptions of Asoka? Asoka's inscriptions were four types. That is rock edict, pillar edict, and minor rock inscriptions and minor pillar inscriptions. Rock is a great uh, stony rock found in forest on which inscriptions were inscribed. And pillar was man-made rock pillar on which some inscriptions. If it is larger, we call it as rock edict or pillar edict. If it is minor, we call it as a minor pillar and rock inscriptions. The fine places or locations of these inscriptions are rock edicts in Girnar, Kalsi, Bombay, Spopra, many places. Builder edict in Delhi and also Allahabad, Rampurva, many places. Minor rock are Rupnath, Bayaret, Calcutta, Muski, and Barabarki, Karnataka. And minor pillar are Sanchi Saranath, which we know, Women Devi and Nigali. So all these rock edicts are numbered as 1, 2, 3, 4, up to 13. If they found in various places, if they say same content, they are numbered as 1. Like that, they are numbered 13. All these inscriptions can be read and also the photos are there in Corpus Inscriptionum Indicarum, Volume 1. It was published by our Archaeological Survey of India. But the editor was E. Hulls. He is a European. And he was an epigraphist to government of Madras, retired. In the, it was published in the year 1924. And these rock edits are found before that itself. And who are the, the officers who disappeared and edited and copied? You see, you, you can see that all the officers, almost all officers were Europeans only. Girnar, James Princep, J. Wilson, H. S. Wilson, like that, Lesson, Kalsi, Alexander Cunningham, and Sabas Kargi, Egis and Karostispi, Prince of Lesson, like that, Cunningham, Norris. Any, anything is only the letters are deciphered, edited, and copied mainly by English officers. That we should understand. It's an important point. And what we got the inference from these Asoka inscriptions. Issued king is nothing but Devanampuriya, no, none other than Devanampuriya Priya Darshin. Uh, he was the Asoka of Maurya kingdom because in Muski inscription, the name itself mentioned as Asoka and many rock inscriptions mentioned that he was a Buddhist and Padaliputra and Makata and Kalinga were mentioned. So definitely the issued king is Asoka of Maurya only. No doubt in it. And to analyze the historical chronology of India, the most important rock editor, second, fifth, and thirteenth rock edict of Asoka are important. What the second rock edict mentioned? Everywhere in the kingdom of Devanampuriya Priyadarshin, that is Ashoka. And at the borders such as Choda, that is Choda kingdom of Tamil Nadu, Pandya, Kerala, Kerala means Kerala, Tamaraparni adjacent areas are Sri Lanka. You can say it is a Sri Lanka and Yona king named Antioka. Here first Yona king named Antioka came. And the kingdoms nearer to Antioka. And what service Asoka did there? Adjacent area, not mainly in his uh, ruling area, adjacent to his ruling area. These are all adjacent kingdoms. In this kingdom, he uh, started two types of medical treatment. One for people and one for animal. It's a service. If there is no herbal, he uh, gave herb and also he advised them to plant and grow herbs. And he gave the seeds for roots and fruits and they were also planted and that give medical treatment and food to the blood animal. Further, he do another important service. But based on that, on the side of the roads, he planted trees all over this kingdom. 
not only in his ruling area and the adjacent area also along the uh, roads he planted on the both side trees and also he dug wells this is to give shade or trees and this is to give drinking water to the people that the traveler so that is an important service so these two services important services asoka did in the adjacent kingdom and the fifth rocket this is the photocopy i express my thanks to isi mahamatra they are the morality mandri that is uh, to keep moral and dharmic nature of the people he appointed mahamatra where all region he appointed not only in his kingdom in all six among yona kamboja gandhara and other countries in the western border that is gandhara and kamboja on the western border yona kingdom also on the western border and ratika and pitinikana all these areas he appointed mahamatra he mahamatra will be staying where well, they will be staying there with their servants masters and brahmins and ceremony or ibs that is buddhist monks for fulfilling their duty in the all the cities of these kingdoms adjacent areas that also important and the most important thing is 13th rocket in that mentioned that asoka conquest morally and repeatedly he repeatedly convinced those people for uh, maka or magha and alakiya sudala or alakiya sudara these are all the five kings yona kings mentioned in the 13th rocketic of asoka and also this 600 yojana doesn't mean this five kingdom but also in the south choda that is choda pandya tamraparni that is sri lanka yona kamboja and nabaka and nabapangti goja pitinikiya andhra andhra pradesh and palada all these border kingdoms were situated around 600 yojana in total okay this is the five kings yona kings mentioned by asoka immediately the westerners thought that what they infer the interpretation by business this antioka mentioned this are antioka they thought it is antiochus two of syria syria jordan israel that we know okay turkey area so he is the king uh, greek king there so they thought that this antioka mentioned is antiochus two of syria turamaya or tolamaya maybe talamia two of egypt that is egypt in northern northeastern africa and antikini or andekini may be antigonus of macedonia that is greek and maka or maga may be magas of crene that is libya libya is west to egypt egypt itself is far away from india it is west to egypt itself. and alakiya sudala or alakiya sudara may be alexander of epirus or alexander of corinth so they don't know which one they themselves are so they assume these five yona kings mentioned as the five greek kings of syria egypt greek and libya so that is the thing they concluded conjecture you can refer this uh, volume 2 and also in corpus inscriptionum indicarum volume 1 at this page it is mentioned whether it is correct or not that also we have to analyze these are all the border area that is andhra chola pandya and kerala and tamraparni so sri lanka this is border area so he can control or he can have good relations with these kingdoms and he can send mahamatra or he can create medical treatment hospitals construct and also plant trees and dug wells it is possible it is kamboja and khandara it is also very near so here also he can do it but how this is 7500 kilometers away from this this is libya magas they are mentioning as maka of yona king mentioned in asogaidi maybe magas of libya this is egypt this is syria antiochus this is greece so 7500 kilometers away from this 
and all this area and all roads he has to plant trees and also dug wells and also he established medical treatment hospitals there and also he has to appoint the dharma adhikari makamat is it possible even alexander he traveled just once to this area and he didn't left alive just one time coming itself he lost his life how can we have to maintain all these service activities and also dharma adhikari posted there such a larger area that to fair away from makada that to some thousands of years before present where there is no transport easy transport is there, not there and telecommunication is not at all is it possible to maintain we have to analyze nobody can accept even with a normal analysis we will reject immediately suppose if the yona kingdom are here very small area and it is possible so that we should analyze which one is possible in reality uh, in yadartha what is possible that we should understand so what is the defect in this wrong conjecture no phonetic similarity antioka cannot be equated with antiochus always they will equate like this only antikini cannot be antigonus tulamaya what is talami that is also not maka magas maybe slight similarities alakya sudala alexander not at all possible so there is what they say it is phonetic similarity but there is no phonetic similarity exists and the distance of 600 yojana you can say this is 600 yojana because in vishnu purana from here to up to this 1000 yojana it mentioned so this may be this may be 600 yojana but this cannot be 600 yojana that he mentioned not only this area this area also this area also and some parts of this area also so all this if you include 600 yojana will be correct but they mentioned only this alone 600 yojana he didn't mention like that also okay he mentioned all these kingdoms kingdoms all these kingdoms and other yona kingdom as 600 yojana that we should understand so that is also not correct and the yojana length that varies how much is the length of yojana that varies from ramayana period mahabharata period asoka period aryabhata period it didn't it didn't uniform throughout our history and in mentioned rock edit that i already explained that medical treatment and the digging well and planting tree not at all possible to such a wide area such a large distance that to in a remote antiquity that is not possible in the same way you cannot appoint makamatra to every city here every city here and to maintain for continuous for years together it is not at all possible if it is here a small kingdom very nearer he can maintain that we should understand what is practical that we should understand so that is also not possible and what the rock edict five mentioned these kingdoms were conquered morally and repeatedly by ashoka but what we read in history after the sudden demise of alexander all these five and six greek kingdom they are a constant internal power conflict some kings were murdered by poison some kings were killed treacherously some were defeated in the war there is continuous war between these five and six kingdoms of post alexander period greek kingdoms there is no even assurance for a life of a king and what about we can say animals and other common people then how can he say that king asoka conquered the morally and maintained peace harmony with happiness and not only affectionate human beings to even animals that is not there history totally rejected this uh, conspiracy and uh, conjecture theory and asoka inscriptions clearly showed gandhara and kampoja were separate kingdoms but post alexander period if you see that seleucus and the other people and also mekasthens indica didn't mention gandhara and kampoja as separate kingdom so definitely asoka period and this period are not contemporary not the same 
and further in mudra rakshasa in the last uh, thing i explained mudra rakshasa is a drama written some thousand years after that but the important characters in that we can take it rely not the historic events narrated the characters that is most probably same character will be retained in parasika rajya that is iran was ruled by king meghanatha so this area is ruled by meghanatha during chandragupta maurya that is grandfather of ashoka but what we meghasthens indica and other things it was ruled by seleucus and after that his son antiochus one so slowly this uh, region gets reduced reduced and during the period of his grandson of seleucus to uh, seleucus antiochus ruled only this area not at the border of ashoka area so even during his grandfather time it is ashoka period it is meghanatha not seleucus so definitely antiochus cannot rule this area during the period of ashoka even his grandfather has not ruled then how can he rule so that is an important contradiction as per mudra rakshasa and all these names of greek rulers if you see 1 2 3 uh, antiochus 1 antiochus 2 antiochus 3 plotolemy 1 2 3 so it is all titles not proper name of greek and on the last session itself i explained that i have quoted the history of england book in that it clearly mentioned 1200 years before not only english whole european people don't know when the year starts when the month starts that is the time calculation and calendar defect we can see julius caesar he altered and he created julian calendar in 46 bc with 445 days and also gregorian he dropped 10 days in 1582 to correct their defect so this european calendar system greek calendar system is very much defective so we cannot accept macedonia 356 to 323 bce that itself questionable so we cannot rely totally on greek calendar and greek literature what is the base for this assumption how they come to an assumption the sanskrit yona word yavana which can be expressed in pali as yona they thought that it mean greek how it came greek history shows four different groups of people lived around greek 1000 to 500 bc they are dorians ionians aeolians and akians so their dialects will be dorian aeolian attic and ionian all were later mingled and they can commonly called as hellenic usually hellenic means greek these ionians lived on the western sea coast of turkey that is in this area this area ionians live in this black area just a very small area only they will so these people they thought that yavana or yona must be ionian because it is phonetically similar there is no other evidence even from sandrocotus up to asoketic they give only phonetic similarity no other concrete evidence they have shown to derive the history of and chronology of india they ruled a very small area and because ionian so immediately they thought it is yavana or yona how it is related phonetic similarity there is no phonetic similarity but they assumed it and they wrote in history of india like that and we read it as history that is the thing so there is no phonetic similarity again it is a playing card construction of indian history that we should understand okay now we can know that yavana were not greek then who are they is there is any evidence to show that yavana were not only greek but they are some other person is there is evidence we should then only it will be correct to assess that yavana were not greek so our purana itikasa grammar and kavya texts and inscriptions in india totally rejected their conjecture and prove this assumption of phonetic similarity yes baseless conjecture with the selfish cunning motive what are all the prana mentioned 
I narrate only a few Purana, not all Purana. Shri Vishnu, Agni Purana, Srimad Bhagavata, Brahmanda, Brahma, Garuda, Linga, Matsaya, Bhatma, Skanda, Harivamsa Purana. All these Purana. And mention that Yavana were not Greek, Yavana were Bharatian Chatriya origin. So they are Indian people, Chatriyas, warriors. That we should understand. So these Purana narrate three important things about Yavana. Yavana were residing on the western part of India. You should understand western part, not beyond the western part of India. They, within the western part of India, they reside and they are contemporary with King Sagara, who is a descendant king of Harishchandra of Ikshavaga dynasty. So they are ancient to Sri Rama period itself. And Kala Yavana Rajya was the northwest part of India, and Kala Yavana, their king, he was contemporary to Sri Krishna. So these things are narrated in Puran clearly. And Gola Tipika and astronomical text mentioned here the nation Bharat. It mentioned the name as Bharat only. It has nine divisions, and the eastern part lived Karata, and in western part Yavana. So, in the western part of India, Yavana lived in the remotest antiquity period itself. So, definitely they are not. And most important thing is Sri Vishnu Purana, written by Parasarisi, father of Vyasa, that is at least 5200 years before present, it mentions what is Bharat, the definition of the land of Bharat, what is its boundaries, why it is named as Bharat, like that it mentions. Uttram yat samudrasya himadre saiva dakshinam. Varsham tad bharatam nama bharati yatra santadihi. Uttram yat samudrasya. Northern to Hindu Mahasagar, that is ocean, Indian ocean. And himadre saiva dakshinam. South to Himalaya, varsham tad bharatam nama. That nation is named as bharatam. And Bharati Yatra Santadi, the progeny of that nation are named as Bharati. So we are all Bharatian. That is the thing Vishnu Purana Parasara named ourselves. Who are all the people lived there in Bharat? What is its extension? Yojananam Sagasram to Dipoayam Dakshinotra. From south to north, the Bharata length is thousand yojana. Purve Krata Yasyante Pasime Yavanaha Stitaha. So on the eastern part Krata lived and on the western part of Bharat Yavana lived. This is the expression by Vishnu Prana. So we should understand. And in Vishnu Prana, these two things narrated about the King Sagaragi's fight with Yavana, that is before Sri Rama period, and Rishi Vashishta intervened. That's why King Sagara left Yavana to live. So Yavana were there in India even before Sri Rama period. And I also mentioned the Kali Yavana Charitra. You know how he was burnt alive by King Musukunta. Uh, and he was contemporary to Sri Krishna. It is narrated in this Adhyaya. And the most important thing is, who was the forefather of Yavana? Hmm? Who are the ancestors of Yavana? That mentioned Matsya Purana and Mahabharatam in the same way. Matsya Purana, this Adhyaya, mentioned Yadost Yadava Jataha. From Yadu King, Yadava Turvasur Yavanaha Sutaha. The children of Turvasa King are Yavana. So Milecha we already translated as foreigner. No, they are the progeny of Anu King. Mahabharata in the same way mentioned in this area, Adiparva, Yadosti Yadava Jataha, Turvaso Yavanaha Smritaha. So Yadava are the sons of King Yadu, and Yavana are the sons of King Turvasu. Turvasu was the son of Yayati, Yayati was the son of Ayus, and grandson of Nagusha, who sometimes uh, was in Indraloka Sindra and great-grandson of King Pururavas. So they are all the bumps of King Pururavas. They are not Greek, as per Matsya Purana and Mahabharata. 
அண்ட் ஸ்ரீமத் ராமாயணன் மகாபாரதா மென்சன் ஹிஸ்டாரிக்கல் ஈவென்ட் ஸோ அந்த ராமாயணா அண்ட் மகாபாரதா மென்சன் தட் ஃப்ரம் த கோழி கவ் நந்தினி த டாட்டர் ஆஃப் காமதேனு வென் கௌசிகா தட் ஹூ பிகம் லேட்டர் விஸ்வாமித்ரா பிஃபோர் தட் ஹிஸ் அ கிங் ஹிஸ் நேம் இஸ் கௌசிகா ஹூ அட்டாக்ட் காமதேனு வித் இஸ் ஆர்மி டு டிஃபெண்ட் நந்தினி சாரி த கவ் ஆஃப் த டாட்டர் ஆஃப் காமதேனு கவ் டு டிஃபெண்ட் ஹர் செல்ஃப் நந்தினி கவ் produced yavana saka kratan milecha that is expressed by srimad ramayanam in balakandam makabharata in adiparva so yavana are chatriyas they are the warriors of indian army that we should understand here are other reference for yavana makabharatam adiparva it mentions king pandu he could not defeat yavana and he is fight but arjuna defeated him Mahabharata in the Adiparva, it is an important thing. In this thing, there is a Swayambara of Draupati that we know. In the Swayambara, Sri Krishna, his son, two, three sons, and also his grandson, he participated. Krishna and Balarama. In the Swayambara of Draupati, who are all the other kings participated? King Kalinga, Vanga, Pandya, from Tamil Nadu. Our king also participated. Poundra, Videga, and... yavana were also participated so if they are greek how can they be allowed to participate in swayamvara of draupadi so yavana are bharatian persons so that's why they are allowed they are chatriyas mahabharata anushasana parva mentioned yavana and krita were chatriya definitely clearly mentioned mahabharata mahabharatam stri parva one of the jayatrada the king of sindhu was the daughter of yavana so there is a marital relationship between the hindu kings and yavana so that means yavana were the chatriyas of bharati in origin they are the warriors so there is a marriage between a marital alliance between them and the hindu king of sindhu what is the location of yavana kingdom vishnu purana and many prana i have already narrated yavana lived on the western part of india Srimad Ramayanam, Kishkinda Kandam, Yavana Kingdom is in northern area. Sukhiriva described to Satavali that in the northern part of India, Yavana Kingdom is there. So it is northwestern border. And Makabharata Sabaparva mentioned that Salya ruled Madhra. He is the maternal uncle of Panjapandava. His Madhra Kingdom is very close to Saraswati River and adjacent to that Yavana Kingdom was there. so yavana were very close to madhra kingdom close to saraswati river definitely saraswati river is within india so it is definitely not greek and bhishma parva vana parva and shanti parva everything mentioned that this shloka mentioned that yavana kingdom is on the north western part of india this is the location this is gandhara this is kamboja and yavana will be here this is madhra kingdom and saraswati river is flowing here close to that madhra kingdom and gandhara kamboja and yavana will be here here this is the thing madhra kingdom gandhara and kamboja close to that in bakhlika this is the location of yavana kingdom here it is mentioned yavana itself yavana region and most important evidence from tamil literature in silapadigaram வன்சொல் எவனாடுங்கள் தென்குமரி ஆண்ட செருவில் கயல் புலியான் மண்பதை காக்கும் கோமான் மன்னன் திறம்பாதி தட் இஸ் திட்டன் பை இளங்காடிகள் த பிரதர் ஆஃப் சேரன் செங்குட்டவன் இஸ் சேரன் செங்குட்டவன் இஸ் த கிங் ஆஃப் சேரா கிங்டம் தட் இஸ் பிரசன்ட் கேரளா ஹி ரூல்டு கிங்டம் ஆஃப் எவனா சோ வன்சொல் எவனர் valanadu that is the thing so yavana country was won by saran sanguttavan and he ruled that we know from selapadigaram king saran sanguttavan ruled the kerala the southern part of bharat and he went north to bring stone to erect the kanneki mata statue idol 
he didn't went outside of india but he ruled yavana that means yavana must be between india only that we can understand same thing mentioned by mahabharata sabha parva adavim cha purim ramyam yavananam puram tataha that means when sakadeva went in southern part of uh, india he not only conquered adavim adavim means vana forest purim many cities ramyam ramyam means beautiful forests and cities but he also conquered yavananam puram yavananam is six vibhakti that is half yavana puram means uh, that is uh, female gender in second vibhakti so that was captured by sakadeva on his southern journey that means yavana puri var yavana city yavana kingdom was in the southern india only there is also yavana where that important is there is any inscription evidence yes girnar inscription it is a very important inscription giri nagar now it is called as girnar in junakat district of gujarat you can found in epigraphy indica the language is sanskrit there is a beautiful lake sudarsana lake uh, reservoir of water it was constructed by chandragupta maurya and his rajapratinidhi was pushyagupta later this lake was extended and perfectly constructed by king ashoka maurya and whose rajapratinidhi is yavana raja kusaspa so during king ashoka maurya yavana were under his worked under him as a rajapratinidhi at gujarat that we should understand and nagarjuna konda inscription it is mentioned in epigraphy indica on the banks of river krishna in andhra pradesh and karnataka the language is sanskrit brahmi what it mentions the ideal of god ashtabhuja swami that is vishnu that was installed by the yona people of samjayapur so how can yona people install vishnu idol and otherwise they are if at all they are not hindu warriors that itself shows that they are hindu warriors during the period of abira king abira king is a contemporary to gupta period after andhra sadavagan so in that area even 2300 years before itself yavana were there and they worshiped the god ashtabhuja swami as per nagarjuna konda inscription and nasik inscription uh, the yavana were named as indra agni tatta dhamma deva and dhamma arikita so indra agni datta is the name of a yavana dhamma deva means dharma deva dhamma arikita means dharma arikita okay so all hindu names even we can see in mahabharatam kala yavana who fought with sri krishna his father name is yavanesa or yavaneswara so all hindu names so we can definitely say they are hindu warriors hindu chatriyas who lived within the india so other evidence are panini sasadhyayi lagu paumidi and pasika the sanskrit grammar text and abhidana chintamani kalidasas malavigyagni mitra amarakosa the sanskrit lexicon excellent lexicon by amarakshimma and many other texts mentioned as yavana as the chatri of indian origin there is no doubt in it so it cannot don't denote any people outside india especially the greek since the western scholars conjecture that five yona kings of ashoka edict as greek is wrong and biased and was conjectured with ulterior damaging motive so the western scholars base itself has no base after this i want to stress two points in each lecture in sangam tasu for the past time how these western people alter that i have shown evidence here also you can see see this ashoka edict were deciphered copied and edited totally by western european scholars at the time there is no internet and we have to personally go to that place and verify whether they deciphered correctly or not whether they uh, translated correctly or not that also we don't 
but today internet is available all books are available so if they did small alteration even now we can find out easily but in those days it is very difficult to find out even now at that time we can find out their fault very easily even now they are altering see i have shown on shloka makabharata sabha parva atavim cha purim ramyam yavananam puram that is sagadevas conquest in southern india yavananam puram was in south india that i have shown how they altered atavim is andaki and ramyam is roma how they altered what right they got altered so this antioch andakim means antiochus to mean greek and roma means rome to mean roma and what they how they translate evananam from as a greek see one place name or person name or river name the nation's name cannot be translated we have to give england as england we cannot translate london is london only we cannot translate into some other word in tamil or hindi so that but they translate it as a greek city why what purpose they are doing like this because in bhavishya prana they interpolated recent things in that prana so that to discard that bhavishya prana is unreliable for that they interpolated some things in the bhavishya prana in the same way they interpolate something and alter something in mahabharata so that they we have to discard mahabharata text as totally unreliable or we have to bring mahabharata date very recently that is the motive to mean greek and rome and thing in this but even they don't know sanskrit grammar antaki cannot become in second vibhuti andakim it can be andakim only and romaka rise samaga sabda it should be in second vibhuti romam only so in grammar also they don't know but they altered who altered in which text it is altered whether i am saying wrongly no you can found out this is the text sadia orientalia 116 yona and yavana in indian literature you can download from if you type this web address you can download this text and you can verify yourself kelsingi the finnish oriental society he was the editor co editor and in the year it is published in 2015 at page 6 it is altered like this atavim es andakim ramyam ramyam means beautiful they altered into romam atavim means forest they altered into antaki so that they should reject mahabharata as a false text or to bring mahabharata historical event as a very recent event that is their motive even now they are doing unless we are alert we will be pulled again so what is the aftermath of this baseless conjecture why they have done what purpose they have done already i have explained that king chandragupta maurya by the wrong conjecture of William Jones it is fixed at 321 BC through this five edicts mentioning Yona king conjectured as Greek king they fixed Ashoka date at around 250 BC that is the purpose because they western scholars and global scholars want one evidence so they want to produce one evidence so they conjectured wrongly the five Yona kings as Greek kings. and with the help of buddhist chronicles of sri lanka makavamsa and its commentary and deepavamsa they used that also see makavamsa i read it fully and deepavamsa also i read it in this period in this loka and adhyaya it mentions king chandragupta maurya ruled for 24 years bindusaragis son ruled for 28 years and ashoka became king 218 years after buddha nirvana that was mentioned in this it is correct so based on this 321 they have already derived wrongly as chandragupta pranesh maurya pranesh 24 years so 297 bc is the pranesh of bindusara and 28 years of bindusara so the pranesh of ashoka is 269 bce and ashoka became king 
after 218 years after buddha nirvana so they fixed gautama buddha nirvana at 487 bce this is not based on wrong conjecture of ayona kings of ashoka edict as greek kings of post alexandrian period for that purpose only they used this altar so frequently we heard that buddha date is based on sri lankan text but sri lankan text if you go through mahavamsa or deepavamsa it didn't mention what is the period of buddha it mentioned that it is 218 years before ashoka is the buddha nirvana so how they fixed the king ashoka due to this wrong conjecture that is chandragupta as sandrakotas and contemporary to alexander and five yona kings of ashoka edict yes post alexandrian period greek so by this two greek conjectures only they fixed wrongly buddha date so for buddha date also this is the phonetic wrong phonetic similarity is the base so after that they tried to fix aryan invasion at 1500 bc based on what is the first i will go fast the father of aryan invasion theory is nothing but frederick max muller that we should understand first assumption what mentioned they assume gautama buddha was against vedanta and yajna because in yajna animals were put into fire and killed it is entirely wrong buddha attained jnana to give peaceful happy living for the people he has not uttered a single word against vedanta and yajna if you go there. so people he want the people to be vegetarian that is the thing he didn't mention anything against yajna and the second assumption is during yajna animals tons and lakhs and lakhs of animals were killed that is the thing they introduce in your mind but if you see read veda yajna only flower grains of animal shape were poured into the fire not real animals see our rishis lived in forests and the animals lived happily peacefully coexisted with they say vasudeva kudumba so how those rishis and yanis killed animals that we got to understand and another thing is adi sangara didn't do anything against buddhism he came as a shiva avatara to stress jnana kanda of veda to insist atma jnana is important that is his purpose of avatara and king ashoka edict ashoka was a buddhist even in that he mentioned after i become buddha thousands of animals will be killed for food in my palace but now only three animals are killed that is mentioned in ashoka edict so he requested the people to be vegetarian at least on certain tithi and nakshatra and some important auspicious success occasions so he requested the people to be vegetarian to be love with affectionate with animals he didn't mention anything against yajna and veda he even respected brahmins also that we can found out in king ashoka and the second assumption is third assumption is because they assumed that buddha is against veda and buddha became attained nirvana in 500 bc based on these two wrong conjectures so the last part of veda should be 100 years before preaching of buddha so buddha nirvana 500 bc so last part of veda must be 600 bc and actually veda are separated by veda vyasa into four parts rig yajur samadarva veda and another each veda have four parts that samkhida brahmana and aranyaga and upanishad that you can read there only that is the correct division of veda but max muller he didn't understand anything about veda he artificially unlogically without understanding the fact he divided veda into four parts chanda mandra brahmana and sudra there is nothing in indian literature veda cannot be classified like this it is an utter nonsense we can say and you can read these are all the evidence so he assumed that veda has four parts and first part revealed is chanda and last one is sutra again it is also an assumption baseless assumption and he further assumed that from one part to other part 200 years required 
why 200 years why not 100 years why not 1000 years there is no explanation for that max muller told we have to accept because he is a german and he is a european white person his name is max muller that is the only criteria we have to accept so brahmana sudra period is 600 so brahmana 800 mandra 1000 chandas 1000 like that he fixed rigveda period 1200 bc and after that he fixed aryan invasion into india 1500 what is this because the time required for the aryan to compose veda mandra is 300 years why 300 years yes no explanation this 300 years i am telling you are talking so aryan came to india in 1500 so it is all mere assumptions not even a single literature archaeological epigraphic numismatic or any other evidence but we are still reading it as existing in our indian texts this is the worst part of entire system and life of our motherland so these are all the evidence you can read all these books there are another two things why he fixed rn invasion at 1500 one thing he quoted kada charita sakara in that there was a person katyayana and he katyayana was said to have become minister of nanda and nanda's successor was yokananda of padaliputra what is that kada charita sakara in katyayana katyayana was a ghost story okay ghost story so he made max muller a ghost story into a authentic history because it suits his vision agenda so a ghost story just a story that to ghost story was made it into an authentic history and based on that he fixed this katyayana was contemporary to aswalyana and savunaka who wrote sudra texts so katyayana was a prime minister of nanda Nanda period is 400 BC because Sandrabhuta Maurya is 321 and Nanda was before that. So based on that, 200 years before, 200 years after Sudra period. So 400 plus 200, 600 BC. That is the Sudra period based on that 200, 200, 1200 and plus 300, 1500 BC. That was the date of Aryan invasion. So a ghost story is shown as an evidence for this. How can we accept? and the most important thing is with that i will conclude the james user was the archbishop of ireland in the year 1656 after thorough analysis excellent scientific analysis, he came to a conclusion and he declared that the earth was created at 6 pm on 22nd october 4004 bc how excellent scientific discovery Earth was created in 4004 BC on 22nd October at 6 p.m. After that only sun and moon came. How then date and other things came? We should not ask any question. So after that we got to give 1500 to 2000 years for Ice Age and Great Dilutes. So based on that human history should be limited within 2000 BC. So Aryan invasion must be 1500 BC because Max Muller has to allot at least 500 years for Aryan stay at Central Asia. So it is all based on some thought. It is the Earth created in 4000 BC, that is 6000 years. It is totally unscientific and proved outdated by science. Now there are discoveries of many fossils on Earth, and millions and millions of years, lakhs and lakhs of years before this century. so it is unscientific and outdated based on that outdated conjecture only this aryan invasion is fixed at 1500 bc why max muller and other western scholars accepted this as a scientific fact because james user was an archbishop how can we oppose archbishop archbishop is more important than scientific pursuit so they accepted and they wrote indian history and we are reading that as a indian history that is the prettiest part of the nation now i come to conclusions so now i concretely and absolutely proved based on strong and irrefutable evidence 
that Yavana are the Chatriya kings of Indian origin, Hindu, and they lived in the northeastern part of within India only. Some uh, cities are there on Gujarat and also Deccan and the southern Bharat also. And Yavana kings mentioned in Kasuaga Edict were not at all Greek. And based on that, we cannot fix King Asoka around 250 BCE. This is a wrong, unscientific decipherment. And it is entirely wrong and it should be rejected outright. And based on that, we cannot fix the date of Gautama Buddha around 500 BCE. This is also entirely wrong with evil motive. So it is an evil conjecture. Based on that, the Aryan invasion date fixed at 1500 BCE is also false assumption and wrong derivation. It is entirely unacceptable and unscientific. Further, the Aryan invasion date, not only the date, but the entire Aryan invasion theory is baseless without evidence and full of falsehood and evil and malevolent motive to reduce our antiquity, to reduce our greatness of our India and reduce our patriotism to our nation. That is the motive of the Aryan invasion theory. If time permits, in the future talk, I will explain how Aryan invasion theory is false. What are all the evidence against this? That I will, uh, if time permits, in the next session, I will explain. With that, I conclude. I express my nandri, dhanyavataka, and thanks to Sangam Talks and the eminent scholars, personalities who listened to this lecture. Thank you very much. Probably you missed out one thing in your presentation about Harishchandra and Sagar. You have said that Raja Harishchandra was the predecessor of Raja Sagar in, in your presentation. I think it's a, a typo error or something because... Raj no, no, no. Harishchandra, after that Sagar, I mentioned like that. I, I, I am not sure. Okay, I will verify that. If yeah, yeah, I am yeah. wrong, I will correct myself. Thank yeah, you, because Raja Harishchandra lived on the banks of Ganga and, okay. uh, and Ganga appeared only after King Sagar. Uh, yes, sir. I will verify the genealogy yeah. of Ikshwaku dynasty. From yeah. That I will verify. If I am not correct, I will correct myself. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. And, and secondly, sir, uh, I think, I mean, I broadly agree with you about the Yavan thing, probably okay. the... Britishers misunderstood or deliberately titled Yavans as Ionians. But I was reading elsewhere, particularly the works of Srikant Talagiriji, yes. wrote on this subject several decades ago. And he says that several Indian Jatis, I won't say tribes, but I'll say Jatis, they went out of India after the, this Dash Rajan war. Which okay somewhere in 3000 BC, which is like 5000 years back. And uh, the descendants of King Anu and all the other kings, the defeated Jatis, they left India and some of them became Druids, Druhyu. Some of them probably became Yavans and Neches because they had to leave. So I thought that I'd bring it up and uh, it doesn't contradict what you say, but it definitely, I mean, there can be another theory about the Yavans living in borders at the time of Chandragupta or Ashok and all. So, and, and another thing that strikes me is that whereas this bishop says that the Earth's creation happened in 2000 BC or whatever, 4000 BC. BC or something, but uh, these people don't. Uh, feel shy of admitting the existence of the Egyptian pharaohs in 3000 BC or even 4000 BC, if I'm if I'm correct. So I wonder where the inconsistency lies because at the one time they are saying that the creation happened in 4000 BC or something like that, whereas they are accepting that the Egyptian pharaohs were went back to at least 3000 BC or 4000 BC. Yes, I thought that I'll bring it up. No, nothing contradictory in nature. Just my imperfect views. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir, for your uh, encouragement. Thank you. Dr. Raja Abdul Namaste. 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 
At the outset, I congratulate you for an excellent uh, talk. And uh, I refer that uh, Yavana Kings. Hmm. You mentioned, as you mentioned, the Yavana Kings are uh, of Indian origin only. They are not uh, Greek origin. I read one of the historical novel uh, by Sandilian, an author called Sandilian. Mm -hmm. He has mentioned the Yavana Rani, the army chief of uh, Chola King uh, Karigalan. He visited. Oh, sir, Karigalan Nagi. His name is Ilanjalian. Ilanjalian is the army chief. He is the hero. Uh, Karigala is the, he is the prince. king uh, King of the uh, Chola uh, King. Okay. So mm. this. I read uh, the Yavana Rani fully. Yes, good, good. <laughs> Ilanjali yeah. met the Yavana, uh, Yavana Rani, that is mm. the queen, at uh, Pumbugar. Yes. So it also shows that uh, your, uh, your concept that the Yavana kings are uh, from Indian origin only. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Yavana Rani is a historical novel only. Yes, yes, <coughs> historical novel only, yeah. Now we yes. cannot take it as complete evidence. Yes. Yes, sir. That is the thing. Okay. Yeah, nice. Nice. We have compiled all the evidence uh, in favor of the Yamana uh, kings mm. of India. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much.